Hi everyone, this is Tim Martinez, MPEC Healthcare's uh, co-founder and CEO. I'm happy to share with you all that I'll be conducting a weekly interview style employee spotlight uh, so that we can all get to know each other a little bit better and hear directly from the amazing people that make up this organization. I'm excited to, to, to do these interviews and I hope uh, you enjoy them. This week, we're spotlighting Lauren Saya, one of our rock star Indiana-based nurse practitioners, uh, who also serves as a regional preceptor. Let's get to know Lauren. Um, the first question I, I want to ask you is, you know, how did you come across MPAC and what was your thought process when you decided like, yeah, okay, let me give this, this place a shot? Yeah, um, actually involving Amy, a somewhat long-winded story for that. But I was an ICU nurse for 10 years and then was going back to um, NP school. And I didn't quite know what I wanted to do when I got out of that because I didn't want to do inpatient stuff anymore, but I didn't want to do something that was monotonous and boring and sitting in an office all day long. So I went to um, an urgent care and as a new provider, it was a bit overwhelming and not exactly what I thought it was going to be. I saw a lot of patients in my 12 hour shift and it wasn't, you didn't even have time, you know, to do education for some of these people. You're putting them on medications and saying, okay, I'll see you in a week. And so I had a friend who was also a nurse and she told me about <clears throat> Amy, not knowing it was Amy and their sons played on um, baseball together. She said, I know this NP and she has such a great job. She can make most of her son's baseball games. You know, she's on the phone working quite a lot, but that <laughs> she's able to be present. And that was half of it. I have a husband and I have children and I was gone for 14 hours a day for these, this urgent care job working every other weekend. It was just a lot. So she said, I'll ask and see what that company is called, and it was MPAC. So I looked to see if there were any jobs, and there was one in Sire. So I applied. Um, and since then, obviously, I've been here over two years now. It's been um, something that I don't think you can find anywhere else in this kind of um, career. You know, you're always either working shift work or you're working office work and working over. So it's something that I feel like lends you the flexibility, which is what I was looking for while still being able to, you know, work full time and get to serve these people in a way that I never could do when I was working urgent care. You could actually sit down and, you know, talk to someone about their medication and what you might be doing and not in a way that, okay, I'll see you in a week. You know what I mean? You get to know the people on a different level. So, so being able to have a career, but also the flexibility to be a mom and, and be a, be a partner exactly. and have right. a life. <laughs> exactly. And that doesn't exist outside of this very easily. I think it's hard to find <laughs> for sure. Yeah. It's, it's not easy, but we, we focus on that obviously. Um, exactly. So in your experience now over two years with us, I'm sure there's been um, plenty of situations where you felt like you've made a difference in somebody's life, right? Um, mm -hmm. Is there one in particular that sticks out in your mind that, that you know, you kind of recall um, or that you're willing to share with us? Yeah, um, I've, this 
so I go to two different buildings right now, but I started at a building that's in Gary, Indiana. Now, I don't even know, over a year and a half ago. So it was prior to the pandemic happening where you got to know, obviously, these patients pretty well. And I will say that building is primarily long-term care. They don't have a lot of medics. So on top of that, it's people that I see day in and day out. It's not a lot of turnover. Um, and one person in particular, he was a very sick man, and he lived with his daughter, ended up going to the hospital. She couldn't care for him anymore and ended up with us. Well, he was there probably six months prior to the pandemic and was very distraught all of the time because no one could visit him anymore. But he knew my face because, you know, I was there. So it was one of those things where I would see him each time I was in that building just because it was something for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he actually, he ended up dying of COVID, which was very unfortunate, but it was one of those things where at least I knew you're making someone's difference for that day, you know, and yeah. that's true for a lot of these patients, especially during this whole situation, because they didn't get to see their families, but they got to see a familiar face. And it's not like I was the nurse, you know what I mean, where you get right. to pop in and have a, a friendly conversation outside of just, yeah here's your medicine, you know, whatever that might look like, that it's, I'm not just there to do a job for you. I'm there now we can talk about how you might have been feeling or what yeah. have. And there was, there's a lot of those patients that obviously you came across in the last year. And I did, I went on maternity leave then over the summer. So it was really interesting to come back and have those people show me baby pictures. How have you been feeling? You know, things like that, that I know that exists obviously in clinic work and things like that, yeah. but it's different when you're in those people's homes and they care about you, you know, in a different yeah. way. Well, I'm sure that was really meaningful for him and uh, glad you were able to be there for him. Um, yeah. And especially this last year um, where, you know, this, the doors were sealed off and nobody in, nobody out kind of exactly. thing, um, but for the impact providers who kept showing up. So exactly. Um, extra important. That's awesome. Um, all right. So I alluded to a fourth question, yeah, which, let's hear it. all right, which I'm going to embed a little bit into, um, into the third one. So my third question is why stick around? Why stay here? Right. Um, and so a little bit of, um, my fourth question, I know, I know our providers because we, um, attract and aim to retain the very best providers out there. We know that people out in the marketplace know that, and we know right. <laughs> that everybody's constantly being, you know, trying to be recruited away with, right. you know, I have this position, I have that position. And so I know, um, not unlike, you know, many others, you were, um, you were approached about a mm -hmm. different position and yeah. I'm sure it was a difficult decision, right? Um, yeah. there's, there's pros and cons to everything. And so, um, just curious to hear your thought process. I know you're pretty close to, to leaving and decided to stay. So if you, right. if you can share, you know, some of that with me, I'd appreciate it. And then yeah. ultimately, ultimately, why are you still here? <laughs> <laughs> so I will say I was approached for like a similar type of position. So in theory, it looks, um, appetizing. And for more money, which is also obviously why we do our work, no matter what anyone says, you go because you get paid at the end of the day. That's right. Um, and what this 
specific provider was trying to do was um, kind of do what we're doing. So it was a primary care doctor who had his own NPs that went into facilities, but he was trying to open us up to do um, more things, offer a specific um, niche. So this, this specific man wanted me to do um, like a managerial role and then do their cardiology patients. So instead of going in and see this patient for their whole picture, you're just going in and looking at more specialized their cardiology. Exactly. Which in theory, again, sounds pretty um, appetizing that you're not then just looking at everything and trying to manage everything for these people. I could just focus on one thing, which cardiology is near and dear to my heart. So I thought, okay, this could be perfect and more money, what have you. <laughs> and I talked to Amy about it. And as you know, Amy's part of the Boomerang Club. She left and came back. Yep. And she said it, and I know that grass always looks greener on the other side. Um, but in talking to him more and more about what it would look like, I felt like I was going to end up being... Um, leaned on for everything you know what I mean and and I think that's an ode to me as a human knowing that you could probably rely on me because he did I worked closely with the other NPs in this building that I was approached at um, so I think he knew who I was as a provider and knew that you know that would be a good catch right um, and I think that was almost to my detriment that you'd end up trying to make everyone into the provider you are, or why can you perform this way and they can't. And it, again, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but as I alluded in the beginning, I do, I want the flexibility and I wanna be able to be home with my kids and, and be at baseball games when that might happen and things like that. And because it was so new and I was unsure and I did, I didn't, I didn't go looking for the job, I guess is also half of it. I got approached for it. Yeah. It was, I'd rather stay with what I know and that I'm appreciated at and comfortable with and know what I'm getting into opposed to starting this. And again, there's been other people who have said the same thing. There's other companies that are very much like ours. And I do, I ask them because I'm curious. I, one of our NPs actually, I knew because we worked in the ICU together left MPAC to go to one and just talking to her like how is that going is it what you expected is there anything you changed things like that and yeah. it's the same everyone says the same thing you know you it's a, a job at the end of the day what parts are important to you and for yeah. me that is that's that I'm I'm appreciated that I'm compensated that I have the flexibility and again I don't think you find that many places it might look like you might have it but it's not always how it goes <laughs> at the end of the day it might be a little bit different <laughs> exactly and even still you know think little things like my father-in-law passed away of COVID my father-in-law was in his 80s but passed away of COVID in October and you know they sent me flowers I it's yeah. little things like that that you I don't know that you'd get at other companies or when I gave birth, I got flowers delivered, things that are sweet and kind and doesn't come um, as easily at other places, I feel like. Yeah. Well, let me say unequivocally, I'm glad you stayed um, and glad you continue to stay. And thank you so much for all the incredible work that's gone on in the last couple of years that you've, that you've been here. And then especially well, thank you. leaving for maternity leave, right? Mid COVID coming back. Right. <laughs> 
COVID's, COVID's still yeah. raging on. Yeah, um, interesting. Yeah, I bet. So, so to jump back in, and I think at the beginning, I'm, I'm starting to recall this now, at the beginning of COVID, you really um, did a lot of telehealth and, and yeah. really mm-hmm. spearheaded piloting that yep. so as to right, not be... Which again, um, so another caveat to all of it, that, that how, where can I find a job that allows me to do that? You know, especially in the beginning of all this, we didn't know what would happen to a pregnant person who got COVID. Yep. And my yep. doctor was there, I have a heart condition. So I'm in one of those high risk groups where my doctor said, I am not comfortable with you going into buildings. Well, I can't not go to work. Like, what am I going to do? I carry our insurance. I need to have a job. And to be able to talk to Eileen, who was also pregnant at the time, and hear what her doctors are saying, and hey, let's just try this and see how this works. And to be able to work from home for the end of my whole pregnancy, I feel like alone, you're stuck with me until I retire. (laughs) How else could, you know what I mean? What else job could I have? been able to do that with and not miss a beat you know I was able to still see my same patients I was able to help where help was needed I still felt useful from home there there was a need that I got to fill and I didn't care where they needed me as long as I could still work I'm gonna sign up for that (laughs) and that again I was able to do that and still come back in full capacity at the end of it you know what I mean yeah no absolutely um that worked out really, really well, I think, for, it did. for, for everyone. everyone, for yeah. everyone. And yeah. I, I know you're now part of a pilot program with yeah. really um, our enhanced telehealth platform. So thanks for participating in that, too. We're really excited about, about that. You did my call last week. It was so all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think um, that's going to be exciting for all of us. Telehealth is here to stay. Yeah. Um, I think COVID highlighted you know, how, how effective we can be. You certainly proved, you proved that out <laughs> firsthand. Yeah. So a good example, even yesterday, my babysitter canceled, so I couldn't go to work, but I was able to do telehealth visits with my building. I had patients I had already had scheduled and she canceled last minute. So I was able to just take a half a day of time off, still see patients that I knew I needed to see. You know what I mean? That that capability alone, if everyone could have that option for them, we're not, people aren't not getting seen then. I don't go back to that building till Thursday, but I was able to then see the patients I needed to see on a Monday when I wasn't even in the building. That's awesome. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope to see telehealth running in every single building that we work with. I agree. Um, I think with the, the combination on site with telehealth, like that's really awesome care. So exactly. And lengthier care. And I know we talked about it when we were on our call last time, but it offers so much more Yep. Ability for the providers and accessibility for the buildings. I don't understand why anyone would not want us to do it. I don't, I don't either. I'm selling it hard. Yeah. I mean, evenings, weekends, right. Right. We're talking to more and more rural communities where it's like, look, now with an iPad, you get access to our amazing team, you know, right. 12 hours a day, seven days a week. How do you beat that? Exactly. Exactly. Awesome. Um, I have one, I have one final question for you. Um, I yeah. guess I lied because now this is the fifth one. Um, mm-hmm. I know how to pronounce your name before you got married because that's mm-hmm. easy. <laughs> pronounce your married name. What do for you me. think? I'm curious. What do you think? Um, Everyone says I was it gonna, wrong. I was going to say either Sia or Saya. 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 I didn't even get it right. And I have mm-hmm. two guesses. 
My husband is very Sicilian and apparently it's a Sicilian name, but you'll see in the whole Midwest, there is Saya trucking. There, yeah. You'll see it everywhere now. That is not my family. <laughs> I know. That's not them. But my son all the time would be like, oh, it's our names when we're driving on the expressway. I'm like, yep, there it is. We don't get any of that money, but they're doing really well. <laughs> they are doing really well. They're everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Well, thanks for taking the time to, to yes, go through this thank with you. me. Um, again, thanks for being part of the team. Um, it's the only way we can continue to do what we're doing is by right continuing to find the the, the Lauren Sayas out there. <laughs> you got it. You got it. <laughs> to come come join this crazy team and and stick around and continue to do good things. So really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you.